The following podcast is brought to you by Marks with Mikes. I have no problem calling people Marks. No, no, it's just, don't tell me! Mark. Don't tell me! Mamma mia! Mamma mia! Are you kidding me? Mark is. Mark is. Just got put through the table! Some Mark is trick just stepped on my sneaker. Oh my God! Welcome to the Marks with Mike's podcast. Here are your hosts, Mr. Six Foot Nine, Ryan Mack, and Dre the Juice Man. And you heard it, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, it's Mr. Six Foot Nine. JT the Godfather inside the house along with my right hand man, Mr. Always Down to Do a Podcast, Ryan Mack. What's up, everybody? Happy to be back once again. And once again, we are hitting you guys over the head with episode number 46. 46. Shout out to the great Tim McDonald from the uh, championship 1994 49ers team who always hold a special place in my heart. So lucky 46. Here we go. For the 46th time, I think it was 46 episodes of Trapped in the Closet. I'm not sure. Mm, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I don't know. but And let's... he opens the closet. Sorry. He's still in the closet. <laughs> Speaking of closets, hey, all you marks out there, let's come out of these wrestling closets. Don't be scared to let people know that you're a fan of pro wrestling. But moving on to the show. Today's show, we're going to be reviewing TLC. But before we get to TLC and NXT, we're going to get to these news and rumors. Ryan mm. Mack, drop it on us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, this week we would be remiss if we didn't mention it was the anniversary of the cat uh, whipping out the girls, letting them breathe, a.k.a. the puppies, as uh, Jerry Lawler would so frequently call them in the Attitude Era, so much so that he uh, he went ahead and married the cat, which I don't know if that, that was a good life decision, because it uh, certainly didn't last, and uh, <laughs> I think there was a lot of difficulties. You but know, anyways. You know what was funny about that? I was on Twitter, and there was a gif. Is it gif or jif? We've been over this, but uh, it's, uh, it's a, we'll say gif. Yeah. We'll say gif. I still want to call it guff. Mm. Uh, but, you know, so there was a gif on Twitter, and I seen it. And, uh, you know, I synced it. I synced it with my eyes. <laughs> but uh, I'm inside my car, and uh, I'm at my little thinking spot. And uh, I got my music playing. I'm playing the Undisputed Era steam music. Mm. And literally, as I press on the GIF, she flashes right on Adam Cole's boom part. And I just died laughing. Like, I wish I could have screen recorded that and had the music in the background. That would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's just one of those perfect life moments, you know, when things just sync up and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I mean, speaking of uh, seeing the anniversary of this and that, you see things from the Attitude Era on Twitter all the time. And obviously, there's there's such nostalgia for it that uh, people want to go back to it over and over again. The NWO, DX, Attitude Era type stuff. Like I feel like I was just thinking this uh, recently when somebody had, uh, on Twitter had shown that it was a 20-year anniversary of The Undertaker throwing mankind off the top of the cage at that Hell in a Cell. Of course, everybody remembers one of the most iconic uh, you know, moments of the Attitude Era. But it's like, I feel like people bring that up like every three or four months. It's like, oh, my, on this day and such and such time, The Undertaker threw mankind off the cage. And it's like, because when I heard it last time, I was just like, no, that was... 
maybe six months ago I heard somebody bring that up, right? It's like, I just feel like Twitter just brings that stuff up all the time and it's not even real anymore, you know? Hey, sometimes you have to vet what you read on Twitter and some of those vetting rumors could be uh, things that some people publish on there. Uh, There was a rumor not too long ago that The Rock was scheduled to be in the Royal Rumble and he was supposed to win the Royal Rumble and then go face Roman Reigns. Well... That rumor was debunked. Mm. So sometimes, you know, you can't read everything that you read. Sometimes you can't believe everything that you see, you know? But we'll never know, though, because, you know, unfortunately, Roman Reigns' health issues and so forth, that that can't happen. No, not not currently. And, uh, you know, once again, shout out to Roman Reigns. Keep fighting a good fight. I know you'll bounce back from this, and you'll be back in the ring in no time. So keep fighting. Get your health up. Spend time with your family, but keep fighting, brother. Speaking of rumors about uh, The Rock and uh, WrestleMania and things like that, I I keep hearing uh, rumors of him possibly coming back and uh, going up, that they would keep the Universal title on Brock Lesnar all the way until WrestleMania for The Rock to come and fight him, which, I mean, I I don't know. Like To me, that doesn't really make sense. You're going to have The Rock, a guy who wrestles... Not even part-time. I mean, he hasn't wrestled since the last time he fought John Cena, right? But I feel like this is just so that uh, Vince can come out on the promo and say, We got The Rock versus Brock Lesnar. <laughs> no, but hold on. Wait, didn't The Rock just have a match at WrestleMania 32? I mean, it was kind of impromptu in Dallas where he uh, pretty much squashed the Wyatt family. Oh, when he just rock-bottomed Eric Rowan. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But even then, that was 32. We're coming up on WrestleMania 35. So, I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been some years. Uh, yeah. Is it a money-making decision? Absolutely. You got the biggest uh, Hollywood star right now in the game. I mean, he's the highest-paid action star, period. So, uh, you know, it will be money-making to see Hollywood... And, of course, uh, WWE crossed paths again. But, once again, it just goes to the fact that you're putting the championship on someone who's going to be part-time. And we just went through this. Uh, we're still going through it. You, you understand what I'm saying? It's like, I tweeted out today from the account that just throw the universal title away. It means absolutely <laughs> nothing at this point. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Uh, look at the list of champions. Finn Balor one day. All right. You had Kevin Owens, which I think they should have kept the belt on him for longer than what they did. But uh, no, no, Goldberg, man, he yeah. had to come back. And, you know, uh, Goldberg had to be champion. Yeah, let's throw the belt on him. Just make make him Universal Champion. It's gonna mean something. You know, so you throw it on, you throw it on Goldberg, who then loses to Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. and then the title is in limbo for a whole entire year. Right. And then Roman Reigns eventually gets the title off of Lesnar, but then has to, you know, Relinquish take it. time off. And then it's back. Right. right. Lesnar. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, it's in like a weird spot where I agree. I mean, it's like if we could just move on from the universal title and just like get a new one. Some people, I've heard rumblings of people saying, just bring back the big gold belt. Yes. Which, you know, being a big mark for Ric Flair from the 80s and the uh, NWA and all that, I'm all in favor of that, you know. And, and I think that... I don't know. I mean, like you said, the universal title has has lost so much meaning. It's been off TV for so long. It seems like a, you know, it's it's this bright red color. It seems like a, a made up title. So 
and and you know just when the the big gold belt aka the world heavyweight championship went away it's kind of sad to just retire that belt which meant so much to not just the NWA but the wrestling business in general so i mean it's not as if they haven't done things like that before or just you know made moves like that without any explanation so yeah bring back the big gold belt that that's my vote yeah absolutely i'm i'm all for it just just trash it i mean it's pretty much at this point, I look at the equivalent of this title right now to the TNA's Legends title. <laughs> that's the best way I could put it. Hmm. That's the best way. That's the best way I could. You know what? The TNA King of the Mountain Championship. Wow. There, there, there we go. <laughs> yeah. So out of those two titles, that is the exact equivalent. To the universal. The only difference is they actually had a champion that defended it every time it got a chance. Right. The TNA Slap Nuts Championship. Right. Correct. Um, well, well, on that note, let's move on to uh, the next of our uh, bit of rumors and news and so forth. Uh, unfortunately, my, my sweetheart, my honey, uh, Dakota Kai, is rumored to be injured. Uh, Dave Meltzer has reported that at a house show recently, she... Uh, fell victim to a knee injury and has possibly suffered a torn ACL, which, if it's as bad as originally thought, would leave her out six to ten months, um, which is awful, actually, of course, because she's been, you know, gaining a lot of traction and popularity and just stinks in general for, uh, you know, any talent to have to overcome. And um, I don't know if that's true. It's a bummer. Uh, However, I will gladly drop everything I'm doing to uh, be there for her and nurse her back to health in, in any way she would like. So, you know, um, just just hit us up on Twitter. That's all you got to do, Dakota. Make sure she goes to your handle. I'm married. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's it's definitely unfortunate. Uh, she, she was definitely building a lot of steam. I mean, just competed on NXT UK, mm. possibly in the line for a championship opportunity there, getting ready to tag what – it Eel Shirai here on NXT uh, next week. I mean, she's getting the the push that we've been waiting on, and just unfortunate for. Uh, she has my prayers and my thoughts. I pray for you know speedy recovery, and hopefully we can see you back in the ring. Yeah, and and I kind of thought that maybe she would be the uh, number four in that uh, number one contender match, but um, as you pointed out when we talked about it, it kind of makes sense for uh, the former champ uh, Kyrie Sane to take that spot, of course. So. Anyways, um, we wish her the best. Hopefully it's not as bad as uh, originally thought, and we'll see her back sooner than later. Uh, Moving on from that one, we have uh, news about John Cena, uh, the man who cannot be seen. Uh, You'll be seeing a lot less of him, apparently, as he's uh, said that he's no longer going to work TV shows, so that means no Raw, no SmackDown. He is, however, going to do uh, the pay-per-views from time to time and house shows as he wishes to, you know, uh, make the event special for fans, connect with them, and so forth, which to me kind of screams out like uh, Vince McMahon maybe throwing him some extra moolah to uh, make the house shows a uh, extra special event, you know, a reason to go to them. Go see John Cena because it's the only place that you can see him, uh, no pun intended, unless you're going to the pay-per-views and whatnot. So what do you think about that, JT? I mean, honestly, at this stage in his career, I mean, he's transitioning to Hollywood. He has Bumblebee that's coming out on the 21st, mm, right. which did very good on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, up up, in, up until I think a day ago or a week ago, it was at 100%. Mm. 
So that's great. Mm. Uh, the movie's projected to make millions at the box office. So the and we, and millions and millions. Okay, and millions. So uh, with that being said, I mean, the money is definitely in Hollywood. I mean, this is basically you may John Cena may end up like the Rock in the situation. I'm saying he's going to have that, you know, big time shoot the fame. I wish the best for him, but this could be a situation where hey. I have a couple movies to do. I can get back at you when I can. But, you know, I'm definitely happy for him. I mean, he's he's winding down. You know, this is the time of his career where he needs to transition into different things. So I'm all for it. It definitely makes the house show attendance numbers go up when you have a big name like that. So maybe this can go towards those network specials that we've been hearing about as far as more house shows. Hopefully they're ten times better than that Star K program that they put out. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm all for it. I'm sorry, just to go on a little tangent. If WWE brings back another WCW pay per view and does a horrible job like they did on Starcade, I'm canceling the network. I should bring back uh, Halloween Havoc. That would be awesome. That was oh. always like an iconic one. I would love to see a WWE version of Halloween Havoc. I would love to see it. But you have to have the classic Halloween Havoc set. Oh, 100%. Yeah, for sure. That's got to be in the background when everybody's coming out. Yeah. Got to have it. <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying in that, uh, you know, his career in the ring is winding down for sure. He's, what, like in his early 40s now? And, uh, you know, he can't keep doing this forever. Father Time waits for no man, as they say. And, um you know, I think he's really got a strike while the iron's hot in Hollywood right now, too. He's been in the, the movie with Amy Schumer, was it Trainwreck? And then he was just in another one recently uh, that was directed by Judd Apatow. So big time roles that are coming his way and uh, comedy and action and whatnot. So. And it was just in uh, Daddy's Home 2 as well with Mark Wahlberg. Daddy's Home 2 and like you said, Bumblebee. This is a, These are big time movies that... Uh, and when he comes back to WWE, it's like, it's not just like John Cena. It's like John Cena from Hollywood. John Cena from all these movies. Come see the guy that you went to go see him at the uh, movie theater two weeks ago. You know? Come see the original Marine, damn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no no shade to the Miz there, as he is the Marine now. Yeah, but, he is. Uh, yeah. But, um, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully they never make another 12 rounds movie. Ooh, boy. I blocked it out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, moving on to the next bit of news, um, just to explain why you might not see some of your favorite superstars in the ring over the next uh, couple of weeks, there's a flu bug going around the uh, locker room, as you might imagine, when uh, one superstar gets it, it can pass pretty easily around as they're, well, for a living, they're, you know, rolling around on the ground with each other in their underwear, so of course uh, you can pass <laughs> a little uh, flu bug here and there, uh, guys such as Finn Balor uh, was not on Raw this Monday because he was quite ill, and uh, Alexa Bliss uh, was affected by it, several other superstars, so that was just one thing that we wanted to touch on and throw out there, and that uh, nobody is immune to, uh, you know, things this time of year. Yeah, you're right. Yep. So from there, um, we have more rumors, as we touched on last week, about All Elite Wrestling, AEW, not our buddies, AIW, but um, 
uh, things such as Cody Rhodes making the news saying that he shot down a WWE offer recently. As we know, the uh, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes have all their deals coming up in early January. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with them, whether they're going to wait it out for this new promotion or what they might be doing. I mean, honestly, to me, we won't know until we actually see it. Like I said, rumors are rumors until proven true. So I'm not going to say it's 100% true. Even though some some things have been connected, it doesn't you know necessarily mean that it's true. I mean, I'm, I'm currently in school studying law. So, you know, all evidence has to be there without a reasonable doubt that it's going to be their decision. Now, do I believe that this all elite wrestling thing is going to happen? I believe it's going to happen, but who's who's to say that they're actually tied into it? Just because you see them with the owner doesn't mean anything, you know. Well, I mean, like you said, is it, they don't have a non-compete clauses. So, like, if they wanted to go to WWE, they could be in WWE on Raw, <coughs> you know, and SmackDown and so forth by you know mid January if they wanted to. But if they're going to go this route with the All Elite, then. You know, we have no way of knowing exactly when they would be up and running and so forth, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's no telling when the company will be running. But uh, is it something that's going to happen? I mean, it seems like a major possibility, but I'm not going to throw all my eggs in the basket and say this is definitely going to happen. Because, you know, maybe these guys are turning down the offers to get more money. Who knows? Maybe this all all elite wrestling could just be, be someone who actually just likes the word elite. It's just a front. I mean, who knows, you know? You know, um, it it, it could be a front. I mean, we don't know. Well, the thing about all elite is, is like, okay, you got uh, Cody and Kenny and the Young Bucks, and you got the money from the guy that owns the Jaguars and so forth, but it's like, that's a good foundation for that federation, you know, should it be a real thing. But you got to fill out the roster, so I got to feel like this would take some time to... A, just get all these people freed up, you know, that they want to bring in. Because you're going to need dozens of guys, right? At least a couple dozen to be able to put on shows and oh, have a TV show and so absolutely, forth. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, it's going to take some time. Um, other people's contracts are going to need to expire, and then guys are going to have to make important decisions about their career if they want to go out on this venture aside from the safety of WWE and you know uh, as we have seen in the past once you cross the boss you may not always find it so easy to go back if you want you know so it's a big deal I mean it's it's a huge deal like like I said but you know I'm not I'm not gonna just say oh it's definitely happening but you know it's great to have competition it is definitely a booming era right now in wrestling with all the promotions all these different networks I mean, if you look at what you're paying on network subscriptions, if you if you have more than ten network subscriptions, like majority of us, then you're probably paying damn near 120 bucks a month. Or if you want to go the illegal route, there's a couple uh, ways you can do that, but you won't hear hear here on the show. Hey, that's not what we do. We support everyone in the wrestling community. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, with with that being said, I mean, you know. There's no way of knowing if this is true, but like I, like you were just saying, uh, you would have to get guys freed up on contracts, but maybe these guys work with the indies, maybe they get some indie stars in there, mm. who knows, but you know, as as it being 100% true, I would have to have to literally see this happen, press conference, 
Like I have to know that this is real. Right, right. So yeah, there's I no agree. telling. Ain't no telling. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that was our, our our news and notes rumors section. Uh, we're gonna move on to our favorite thing in the WWE universe, and that is of course NXT. Uh, just yesterday, another episode dropping. On Wednesday, of course, and uh, it started off with a bit of a revenge match with EC3 trying to exact that revenge on Bobby Fish, who uh, took out his knee, was it, with a crutch, I believe, as if I remember right, after he had defeated Adam Cole, uh, somewhat surprisingly. I don't know, not that surprisingly, but um, beat him clean on an episode of NXT, and then the whole Undisputed Era started to lay waste to Mr. EC3 and busted up his knee with a crutch, and he was out for a couple months, I don't know, and uh, now he's back, and him and Bobby Fish had a a nice match to start out uh, this episode of NXT. Did end up with EC3 taking the victory, and uh, once again, as you might expect, as the entire Undisputed Era was allowed to come out to the ring for the match, which, you know, bodes poorly for EC3, uh, win or lose. Uh, they did start beating him down after he got the victory on Bobby Fish, which was a uh, Paul Smackage, small package. Uh, shout out to Edge and Christian. Uh, I love their podcast and their show, which we just watched. But um, anyways, um, out to rescue EC3 was Heavy Machinery, and uh, that was nice to see because anytime I can see... Otis Dosevich uh, do the worm is a good day. So, uh, what'd you feel about that match, big man? Well, I must say it was a very exciting match. Uh, I'm definitely loving seeing Bobby Fish being able to show us that he's back. You know, it's it's going to take some time, of course, him to you know get the rhythm back going. But he looks good. Mm-hmm. He looks very good back in back in that ring. He's reminding me of the old Bobby Fish that that I seen before. He got injured, and uh, he put on a, a great showing. I mean, there was no point in that match where I was like, eh, it's lacking. No, the match was hard-hitting from the jump. Uh, I love I love the fact that uh, EC3 is, uh, you know, definitely getting his name more of a buzz now. I mean, to me, I think when he took that loss to Velveteen Dream at uh, what takeover was that one? Was that takeover Philadelphia? It was the one after Chicago. I don't remember if that was Philadelphia or not. Uh, Mark's out there. If you remember the takeover, uh, tweet us, let us know, or comment on uh, Apple Podcasts inside the comment section on the Marks and Mike's account. Uh, but when he took that L, it was almost like, okay, he's you know his star value went down mm-hmm. a little bit. But one thing I want to point out, what the hell is up with that Flintstone fur jacket that he was wearing? Mm, yeah, I mean, uh, I <laughs> I brought that up to you uh, last night as I was watching it, saying that um, I don't know that I can get behind that 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 jacket. It is very Fred Fred Flintstone esque and uh, caveman esque, and it looks like he should be reporting to his job down at the rock quarry, uh, breaking rocks with the dinosaurs and so forth, rather than. Uh, <laughs> Rather than showing up to NXT, I don't know. We we love EC3, but uh, the coat is questionable. So I, I think Drake Maverick, his uh, uh, fashionable buddy, would would probably also agree. I think is actually giving him shit about it on Twitter. So. <laughs> I, I I don't know, man, but honestly, 
he he kind of looks like he could have been in one of the scenes of one of the pissed off workers when he fired everybody. Mm-hmm. I think Flintstone. <laughs> I think if you look up EC3's uh, Wikipedia, he's probably actually got a credit as a background, you know, extra for the Flintstones movie. But um, that jacket, not you. Yeah, no, that is not in the top one percent. So um, no. find a new look is all we're saying. You're you're better than that. That's what we're saying. So, anyways, moving on. Stop uh, it. Yeah. Cut it out. Get some help. <laughs> um, the next match uh, was a tag match. Oni Lorcan and Paul the Depi- I mean, uh, Danny Birch um, versus your boys, the Mighty. Yes, the Mighty. Yeah, uh, Lorcan and Birch did pick up the victory, but um, it, was, it was a hard-fought match back and forth. I mean, both guys, both teams, rather, kind of had their moments and their chances, and... Um, you know, the Mighty cheated a few times, as they do, and uh, nearly had a victory. But in the end, it was uh, Oni Lorcan and the world's angriest grandpa, uh, Danny Birch, um, <laughs> picking up the victory. So, that's, which is what he looks like to me. Like, I love Danny Birch, and I'm, I'm not going to p- call him Paul Birchill anymore because I respect him, and he, he uh, is great in the ring, and he retweeted us once. So, of course, um, he's... He's on the good list now, but um, the way that he, it's its its something about him like being British and him pulling up the, uh, not pulling up, but like having the, the shorts that go up over his belly button, he just kind of looks like an, a muscular, angry grandpa who can like still whip your ass even though he's like 68 or something like that. You know? it, it kind of looks like one of the angry uh, old people that I see at Planet Fitness at one o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but honestly, like, I, like you said, he's great in the ring. I mean, I love him. Inside the ring, love him as a character, but we definitely have definitely have that old that old look to him. Like I'm old, but I got one left, bitch. Like I whoop right. your ass. Like you don't want to cross that guy. <laughs> I mean, being a, a young guy, it's like you get knocked out by that guy. Like it's it's no win, you know. Like if you beat him up, it's like well, he's old. You should beat him up. And if you get knocked out, it's like you got knocked out by an old ass dude. You know, it's like come on. <laughs> but yeah, he's not old. He's actually like you know in his mid thirties or whatever. So we're gonna stop. Stop hating on him because we, we like him. He's not in his mid-30s. Stop it. Is he? I mean, I, I don't think he's 40. You know, Wikipedia me, brother, and, uh, and find out as we go along here. Gotcha. Um, the next match was uh, Mia Yim versus Reina Gonzalez, a.k.a. Need More Cowbell Gonzalez, uh, as someone <laughs> referenced. I don't remember if it was Morrow or Nigel. But uh, he said if there's one thing NXT needed, it was more cowbell. Uh, I feel like it's a Morrow thing to say. But um, <laughs> anyway, I got a laugh out of that. Um, Mia Yim did pick up the victory and in doing so secured herself the third spot in the Fatal 4-Way number one contender match for the Women's Championship. Uh, any thoughts on the match, big man? Well, I must say Mia Yim, Mia Yim, the Blazing Batty. <laughs> Yeah. A.K.A. Jade from her TNA Impact days, a part of the Dollhouse faction. Mm-hmm. But um, And Mortal Kombat. No, not Mortal Kombat. No? no. <laughs> Trademark infringement. No. <laughs> but, um, no, she... I am loving her progression. If you all get the chance, go to the Global Wrestling Network and watch some of the older uh, episodes with uh, Mia Yim in there underneath the Jade persona. Uh, she was great then. Uh, I like the transition in style of where she's at now. Uh, I feel like NXT hasn't really tapped the surface on her full potential because she's had great match, great matches on the independent scene. 
She has. Uh, some of these matches I've been able to see on YouTube. Some of these matches I've seen on Powerbomb TV. Some of these matches, you know, I've had to look at other networks to see. Uh, but she is very, very good. And uh, she not only wrestles chicks, she wrestles dudes, too. And, oh. yeah, she's, she's uh, you know, she's beat some ass. And uh, she's there. I mean, she's definitely one, one of the ones. She doesn't see gender when it comes to ass whooping. Oh, no. No. Yeah, it's gender-free zone when, when it comes to the ass whooping. It's without, very 2018 of her. Yeah, it's very, very. But uh, it was a great match. I, I, feel, I feel that, uh, you know, they haven't scratched the surface on her. And I can't wait for this fatal four-way for her to really blossom. Yeah, I, I for me, I, I've heard a lot of good things, and I've seen her in NXT, uh, what, two or three times now, and I just need to see more, yeah. like, And hopefully when she starts to come into contact with uh, the higher quality opponents and whatnot, then that'll bring the best out of her, which is, you know, of course, what you want amongst the, uh, the best competitors. So, yeah, hooray for Mia Yim. Uh, moving on, the highlight of this show was uh, a bit of a throwback, if you want to call it that. Uh, it's not uh, Thursday, but it was a throwback. And uh, that was because the main event was for the North American Championship pitting Ricochet versus, as they said, a mystery opponent, as uh, the real man's man, William Regal, said he would reveal on the show. And he revealed it to be former NXT wrestler, Tyler Breeze, and uh, with Fandango being out with an injury, it wasn't the fashion police Tyler Breeze, it really was Prince Pretty. Uh, he came out in that persona, and the crowd, the full sale crowd, uh, having seen him come through the system and whatnot, really responded and gave him a great reaction, and uh, they put on a very nice match, and the crowd was super excited to see not just Prince Pretty back, but uh, see him in the ring and, and doing his thing. I literally turned into a fanboy uh, when I seen him come out. Um, of course, I had, you know, heard rumblings about it uh, through all the spoiler sites. But uh, actually seeing it just took me back to the earlier days in T. Uh, I'm sorry, NXT. And um, just seeing him come out there, man, and seeing that crowd react, it's like... I don't mind if you come back to NXT because honestly, I'm not saying that's where he belongs, but I feel like he'll be better utilized there mm -hmm. because um, he has hell of talent bottled up inside that character that he plays. It's just he never got the chance to fully show everything that he can do on the main roster. I mean, it was doomed from when he came on the main roster to begin with. His first feud was with Dolph Ziggler. And at that time, Dolph wasn't even getting a good a good push at that time either. Also, I feel like that was like that meme of uh, when Spider-Man runs into the other Spider-Man. Like, they looked exactly alike almost when yeah, they came on the main roster. Exactly. So exactly. kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it, it was an awesome showing. It was an awesome match. Uh, I, love, I love seeing Tyler Breeze doing the classic Tyler Breeze uh, poses right uh, on, on the ring post laying down. Uh, of course, doing the supermodel kick. Coming out with that cell phone. <laughs> it was just so, so old school NXT. And uh, I definitely loved it. I would love to see more, more Tyler Breeze in NXT since Fandango's on the shelf. So I would love to see more Tyler Breeze. And hopefully, if he does go back to the main roster, I'm dropping the whole... 
fashion police gimmick, and I'm going back to Prince Pretty. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I would be down to see more Tyler Breeze in NXT, and I would be down to see more stuff like this in NXT. Um, as as people have talked about in the past, and has Triple H made news for um talking about is that NXT could be a place where you might see people pop back up that are that were there in the past, but were maybe uh, being kind of underutilized on the main roster, and uh, or or just guys that maybe not even necessarily had been in NXT, but weren't really being, you know, put into any major storylines on Raw or SmackDown and so forth. And I'm into that. Like, I mean, NXT is is not just the third brand. It's not a developmental to me. It's like these are all guys that can really go and really work, as we've seen with the Undisputed Era and Pete Dunne, the War Raiders, and all those matches. Um, just tons of guys, Velveteen, Champa, Gargano. I mean, the list goes on. NXT is is not just for developing guys for the most part, really. It's it's for the best of the best from around the world and the independent scenes and whatnot. And to see them get a chance to work with some guys that have either come before them or just they've never crossed paths with would be excellent. And and as I said, bring it on. Uh, keep keep going with stuff like this. Uh, I even said to JT before the podcast that. If, um, you know, WWE's been a fan of uh, the open challenges over the last few years with John Cena starting that with his uh, United States Championship open challenge for a while on Raw, and then Seth Rollins was doing it for the uh, Intercontinental title. Um, if they did a uh, open challenge for a, a month, say they did it for four weeks in a row with Ricochet, and every time it was a new person who you don't necessarily see every week or isn't even on the NXT roster... It'll be really exciting, you know. You could you could build every show with that. Either have it as the main event or or the first match to get people excited for the show in general, you know. So that would be great. Do that. Yeah, I would. I would love to see names like, um, for instance, I would love to see names like Rusev. Yes. Uh, I would love to see names uh, such as the. Uh, oh, well, I was about to say a tag team. I'm not going to count that. But uh, I would love to see names such as maybe Finn Balor go back to NXT. Uh, well, not saying that he needs to go back to NXT, but I would love to see him go there, or or maybe someone else who's being underutilized on the main roster. Maybe Mojo Rally goes. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, Aiden English shows up, or maybe someone who's never been in NXT before shows up there. Maybe Zack Ryder shows up to NXT. For sure, and like like you said, Rusev and and Finn Balor. I mean, these are guys that have been established on the main roster for a while. Like. But at the same time, they're kind of lost right now, and people are frustrated with the way they're using their their character development and so forth. Like, imagine if they did answer that open challenge, and then for like two or three months, Finn Balor or Rusev was the NXT North American champion and defended it on a pay-per-view. It'd be really cool, you know? (laughs) And they could just, I don't know where they would go from there, but it would be something that people would really pay attention to and I think be be into, you know? Now, this this is just speculation, but... uh... Some of the things we said on the show in the past have came to fruition. So, you know, hey, not saying they listen to the show, but maybe they thought the same thing I did. Just throwing it out there. Um, But before we move on to the next part of the show, we're going to take a quick commercial break as we pay time for our sponsor. Uh, By the way, nice uh, commercial there, Ryan. Oh, thanks, man. You know, I feel like a uh, real official, like as the uh, pitch man for our, our show there on the advertisements, uh, Flipboard and Anchor. I was uh, happy to do a couple voiceovers for them this week. So Flipboard, our official sponsor of Mark's with Mike's podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
just like the ad said, it's one of the most easiest uh, apps to use. If you need to get your daily news, there's no better way than doing it with Flipboard. But on to the next part of the show, Mr. Ryan Mack. Next part of the show, wrapping up, of course, is the big WWE pay-per-view this weekend. Tables, ladders, and chairs. Um, it's... I guess it's a big one. I don't know. We're not really all that excited for it, but um, we won't let that dampen our enthusiasm for you guys. Um, the first match on the card, and I'm assuming this is probably on the uh, the pre-show. I don't assume this is part of the regular card. It is the finale of the Mixed Match Challenge, and it is, of course, the Fabulous Truth, R-Truth, and Carmella versus, and this is new to me, and it kind of blew my mind. Um, Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox are now known as the team of Mahalicia, which just, I mean, it just brings up all kinds of uh, of thoughts and, and emotions and whatnot. But um, <laughs> mostly, it just, I mean, and uh, JT and I talked about this before the show, so, you know, we, we have clearance here. Um, hashtag not racist. It just makes me think of, like, uh, Sharkeisha or, like, you know, uh, some kind of just, like, ghetto fights or something like that going I'm, on. I'm not even going <laughs> like, to lie. That, that, that sounds like one of my cousin's names back home. <laughs> Yeah, right. Mahalisha, get your ass in the house. (laughs) Get in this house right now. Mama, Mahalisha out there uh, fighting again. (laughs) Mahalisha, cut that loud music off. (laughs) Mahalisha, I told you to stay out of my goddamn hair grease. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, the name is tremendous. And uh, I, I had just, like, I was not aware of it until half an hour before we started recording and it spawned a whole conversation so yeah it's the finale of the Mixed Match Challenge the Fabulous Truth versus Team Mahalisha um, <laughs> I'm sorry not only not only will the winner uh, procure 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 bragging rights of uh, winning the Mixed Match Challenge they will also each member of their team will get the 30th spot, the 30th entrant of the Royal Rumble, which blew my mind. I just heard that a few days ago, and I thought, what? (laughs) So to me, it's like, I feel like this whole Mixed Match Challenge thing has kind of been a vehicle for uh, Carmella, you know, the the success and the popularity of uh, The Fabulous Truth. Um, R-Truth is hilarious. Obviously, everybody enjoys him. And to throw, like, his uh, weird antics in with Carmella and make her more likable is something that they have been able to do. And I see Carmella and R-Truth winning not just the Mixed Match Challenge, but I also see Carmella winning the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, I don't see R-Truth winning the men's, um, but the reason that I pick them is because uh, Carmella is the most, you know, the most over person in the match, basically, and has the most to gain from from getting that spot. And I just don't see, um, unfortunately, my boy Jinder has been hindered to such an extent. I can't buy him uh, credibly winning the Royal Rumble and then, you know, having that to go on and challenge at WrestleMania and everything. What about Alicia Fox? I don't see my girl Alicia Fox uh, getting that privilege either. I just don't. She's not at that level, you know. My Alicia, I thought you loved me. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know about you. I mean, how, how do you feel about this? What do you think is going to happen? And, and, and the ramifications of, of course, getting those 30th entrance spots. Well, I'm going with Team Mahalisha only because <laughs> I know I know I got a cousin with that name. I know I do. I'm going to reach out to my family on both sides. Somebody got the name Mahalisha. <laughs> uh, but, no. Well, you could name your firstborn daughter Mahalisha if you want. No. <laughs> no? Don't no. Like I'm, not, I'm not doing that. I'm trying to set her up for life. <laughs> could you imagine being the guy who wants to go over the applications and see Mahalisha? <laughs> it's like, That's a... Maha, ma, no, no Mahalisha. That's a really good point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's true. That that's what happens, guys. I, I used to hire people, but that is true. You're renting an apartment to Mahalisha, you know. I mean, that's uh, or you know, Stan Smith. You know, which one are you going to uh, rent the apartment to? Sorry, guys. These rents are inspired by Yingling. Yeah. Hopefully, our <laughs> next sponsor. Uh, exactly. We need it. <laughs> no, but uh, with that being said, I mean, I, I'm going to go with Mahalisha only because the simple fact that uh, I think Alicia Fox deserves at least one more. One off. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that she's going to win the championship, but she deserves another big moment. I mean, she's been there in the company well over a decade. At I believe uh, she's only held the championship maybe on two or three occasions mm. in the past. I know it was definitely the Divas Championship and the Women's Championship at one point. But uh, you know, and it, it'll be good just to see something different. You know, now uh, far as. Well, before I jump on that, I mean, hell, if you can give Carmella a chance. Right. Uh, a person at the time, and I, I've been critical in the past, but I'm not saying this to be mean. I'm just saying this because this is what I viewed as a mark at home watching. <laughs> and in person, I, I, I just thought, you know, in, in the beginning, you know, they called her up too early. But she has developed into a great wrestler now. Not, you know, not amazing great. Yeah. But she's getting great as, as time progresses. No, you I know, agree. Yeah. So with with that with that being said, I mean you have someone who's well established who's reached that pinnacle before, so why not give Alicia Fox a chance? Right. Now when it comes to our boy Jinder <laughs> Mahal, the Maharaja, Ooh. uh I would love to see Jinder get another shot. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I'm saying this is because people give Jinder a whole bunch of shit about his championship run. He was a pretty decent heel. He he was yeah. pretty decent. He, he was a pretty decent heel. Uh, of course, you know, the reasons behind it were, you know, a little bit, you know, not to my liking. I, I would have liked to see, you know, I mean, of course, AJ Styles taking the title from him was great, but I would like to see better feuds with him right. Right. as champion. So I can see Jinder winning the, uh, them winning the match, but it'll be great. Maybe he goes on to the, uh, WrestleMania, but it's not going to happen. But I'm just speaking as a mark with wishful thinking. Yeah, well, I mean, if he would, it would have to go back to the way that he was when he was the WWE champion and whatnot, not what they've been doing currently with the, uh, the what are the yoga piece and you know Shanti. Yeah, all that is is not working for him. Like I, I agree. I actually like look. I'm not saying Jinder Mahal was a great WWE champion or that in like 20 years you're gonna look back on his title reign and be like that was one of the defining moments of the you know 2010s or something like that. But for that. this current era. Mm-hmm. No, I thought that the, for what it was, that it it he did a great job with it. Like he 
built himself up physically, you know, he'd been bigger and and more muscular and had a different look than he ever had and he was a heel and he was vicious and he was, you know, he he seemed like he brought an element of danger even though that, you know, in the in the heel way of that one on one against the the guy that he was going up against, whether it was Randy Orton or AJ Styles or whoever. Yeah, you know, if there was no cheating from the the Singh brothers or underhanded tactics by him, do you think that he wins? No, but it's it's it was one of those things where like a lot of heels are that way. Think about when like think about when like Triple H came up. You know, he was the uh, the devious cheating heel. And did you think he was gonna go over clean against like Steve Austin or The Rock? No. But over time, he became credible because he was able to establish himself, you know. And all I'm saying is that I think Jinder is capable of, is he going to be the next Triple H? No, but I mean, can he be a credible and and, uh, counted on type of guy that you can put in your roster as a heel? Because I don't think he's a face. I mean, I just, uh, currently what he's doing and his look and everything else, he can't really be a face. But I think he can be a really good heel. And if he got another run um, as champion... Not saying that's what they need to do uh, with it. if he would. Like I said, I, I don't think he's going to win the Royal Rumble, even if he gets the 30th spot. I think he'll just get, like, you know, kind of jobbed out, unfortunately, because being the 30th entrant, it'll be fairly late in the Rumble, and I think somebody will just toss him out pretty easily. But in any event, don't hinder my gender and don't give up on him and uh, give him another shot is essentially what I'm saying. we got to move on from this freaking uh, open opening mixed match challenge thing. We spent way too much time. But. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Bye, Bye Mahalisha. Exactly. <laughs> um, the next match, which uh, this is just going down Wikipedia, folks, uh, keeping it uh, 100, but um, the first match they have listed for the main card is Seth Rollins versus that son of a bitch, Dean Ambrose, who uh, has smirched his shield brother and uh, went out on his own and whatnot and is kind of doing like a, a weird Bane thing. I'm not really 100% sure uh, what he's doing, but um, it's for the Intercontinental title match. I don't um, know, Batman. <laughs> Can you save the city in time? Hello, Jerbane. How's it going? Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was a pretty good Bane impersonation, actually. I have to give you credit. Um what do you think, big man? You think the uh, the title is changing hands, or what do you think is going to go on in this match? Uh, first off, shout out to Creative for that Bane look. Um, I don't know why he didn't wear it this past episode. I would have loved to see it again, only because I laugh my ass off every time I see it. <laughs> uh, not because it looks stupid or anything. It's just every time he comes out with his goons, I just picture Bane taking over Gotham. Right. Uh, but I think. Maybe Seth drops the title. Maybe he drops it to Dean. Uh, it'll be good. Maybe this transitions Seth into a Universal Championship match where maybe we get the Universal Champion to actually show up on TV. Or, you know, maybe the, maybe the Universal Championship actually gets defended on the Raw. Uh, I don't know. Uh, honestly, I would love to see the match. Uh, I'm thinking Dean's going to go clean over. Uh, I mean, he has no choice but to go clean over. I mean, it's no disqualification match, so whatever he does, mm. it's just going to happen, dude. Uh, but I think Seth loses, and I think we get a rematch at the next pay-per-view. So it's a no-DQ match? Yeah, of course. So what you're saying is 
this match could be very painful. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, My band was better. My yeah. band was better. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's, uh, it's probably a good time to get the Intercontinental title off of Seth Rollins because, as you've heard um, in many rumors and whatnot, they'd like him to go after the Universal Championship, which... As we already talked about, it kind of makes me sad that that's like the main title on Raw. So maybe he'll be going after the big gold belt by the time things are all said and done. Who knows? But um, I think it makes sense to put uh, Dean over in this uh, in this match here. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, put Dean over and let him continue to keep the Bane mask and let him cut promos as Bane as well. That's just my opinion. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Why not? Welcome to the Universal Stardom. All right, next match. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next match is Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin, and there are a lot of stipulations in this match, so I'm going to make sure I hit them all. Uh, it is the tables, ladders, and chairs match. If Strowman wins, he will receive a Universal Championship match at the Royal Rumble. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he actually had a Universal Championship match at last year's Royal Rumble, which, of course, didn't come true. Uh, he's had, like, six Royal Rumble... Uh, not Royal Rumble, but... Six championship matches in which he always loses in some manner to Brock Lesnar. But anyway, um, he'll get a universal championship match at the Royal Rumble, and Baron Corbin, Constable Corbin, whatever the heck he is, will be stripped of all authoritative power. If Constable Corbin wins, he will become the full-time general manager of Raw, and I will become the full-time manager of who gives a crap, uh, in my opinion. Um, this is like Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. I just, I don't know. Maybe it'll be cool. These are two big guys that uh, are going to put each other through hell, damn it, and uh, in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Um, so we'll see. It could be cool. could be some fun violence, but I'm not really that into the match. What about you, big man? All I must say, this has more stipulations than a prenuptial. Um, so, with that being said, I wouldn't know anything about that. I don't have one. Uh, with that being said, uh, is it a match that I really care for? No, I don't. Uh, how well is Braun Strowman actually going to be just coming from this elbow surgery? And that sound of that beer was sponsored by Yingling. Uh, but yeah. there's, there's no telling, uh, you know, how... How this match is going to play out? I mean, he's just coming back from elbow surgery. If the match does happen, uh, do I really care who wins? No. Uh, will Braun Strowman get another championship opportunity? Absolutely. Uh, possibly. But I don't see Baron Cor- Corbin becoming the permanent GM of Raw. What the hell happened to Kurt Angle? Is he still on vacation? Mm. What the hell is going on? There's no... It's like the never-ending story here. I mean, we never got a clear-cut, like, uh, answer on when's Kurt's vacation up. So maybe Kurt Angle shows up at TLC and calls him Baron Corbin to match. That's my prediction. Or maybe maybe, maybe we get Matt Hardy to be the next GM. He's been really pushing for it on Twitter. Hmm. I would love to see it. I mean, it'd be pretty cool just having a crazy guy run Monday Night Raw. Just pop out any, you know, pop out during matches for no reason. You just hear Broken Matt Hardy's theme, or I'm sorry, Woken Matt Hardy's theme come on, and he makes a match, and he throws you to the Lake of Reincarnation. Who mm. knows? Not only would it be cool, it would be wonderful, JT. Yes. I mean, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, all the GM stuff uh, on Raw, especially over the years, has been kind of underwhelming, if I'm... Yeah, like, most of them have not really added to the show. You know, most of them have kind of been, I don't know, not necessarily like a hindrance, but they don't really, like, make you excited because such and such person is the GM, you know? I mean, over the years, we've had crazy GMs. We've had guest GMs. Right. I mean, we've had a lap... We had an Apple laptop <laughs> as a GM at one point. Oh, God. Which turned out to be Hornswoggle underneath the ring. Right. Uh, but, <laughs> you know... Which is weird that I, like, know him now, but uh, anyways. Uh, Swoggle's cool. Yeah. But, you know, when it all boils down to it, whether it's Mike Adamley, whether it's... Huh. Uh, whether it's People Power, uh, John Laurinaitis, Vicky Guerrero... Teddy Long, the best GM ever for Monday Night Raw was Eric Bischoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, there's only a handful of people that, like, got me excited when they were the GM and whatnot. You know, going back to the days of uh, Shawn Michaels, you know, when he was the, like, uh, interim GM or Stone Cold was for a little while. What? Like, you know, I mean, there's not that many people that are you're going to, like, tune in to see as the GM, but it, you at least hope that they add to the show. And uh, Baron Corbin doesn't do that, so I think it's time to move on, uh, whatever the case. So uh, we'll see. But, um, yeah, you got to pick Braun Strowman, you would think, um, oh, yeah. to get his revenge as well. He is now. Right. So we'll see. Um, uh, hopefully something cool happens. Um, probably not. But... <laughs> Moving on to the next match, it is the women's champion uh, Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax uh, in a singles match for the Raw Women's Championship. The face breaker. Uh, yeah, exactly, versus the arm breaker. So um, I'm, I'm not super excited for this match either. I've seen it before, you know, and um, was it, wasn't that the match that uh, got interrupted by Alexa Bliss and she cashed in and, and won the title off Nia Jax, right? That, that is correct. At Money in the Bank, as soon as she won it, she cashed it right on in. Right, right. So, you know, I guess there's something to that of, like, they never got to have a, a full match and all that, you know, and uh, now you get to see it. But I don't know. I mean, just Ronda and Nia, I think it's a tough match, like, stylistically to, to pull off something impressive, but we'll see. Well, their first match wasn't wasn't bad at all. Yeah. So, honestly, I can I can see a good match coming out of the two. Uh, does it end well for them? Not sure. I mean, it's a singles match. Uh, it unfortunately, I don't think it's no disqualification. No. But uh, you know, it's TLC. One thing I say about these events when you have these scream rules and TLCs, every match should be. No disqualification. I agree. Just yeah. my opinion. Right. Just my opinion. But uh, I think it'll be a good showing. Uh, does Nia Jax win the match? No. No. Would I like to see Nia Jax with another title run? Possibly. Uh, because I don't think she had the justice served to her the first time. She was literally a champion for two pay-per-views. <laughs> yeah. If that. If that. But, uh, you know... My my whole thing uh, is, is it a match everyone's anticipating and happy for? Most likely, no, uh, because everyone's still pissed about Nia Jack uh, breaking break, uh, Becky Lynch's face, <laughs> the man. The man. And, uh, man. you know, it just pisses me off because it's just so stupid that, you know, some of us marks get a little bit too attached. It's like, listen, 
It's pro wrestling. It happens. Injuries do happen. Seth Rollins broke John Cena's face with a knee. Mm-hmm. And we cheer him still to this day and tell, tell him to burn it down. Is Nia Jax any way in relations to Seth Rollins? No. Which, by the way, folks, arson is not a joke. It's a serious crime. And if you're burning things down, then it's, you know, it's against the law. Only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> um, yeah, but I just wanted to real quick touch on something you brought up about, like, and I think the last time this happened was, like, Extreme Rules. Um, when you have a pay-per-view that, by name, is, like, a no-DQ, you know, uh, the, would normally be illegal type of match, you know, anything goes, basically. And hell then in you, a Cell. And, yeah, Hell in a Cell, anything like that. And then you have several matches on the card, which are just straightforward, regular matches with regular rules. It doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. It feels out of place, and it's like, okay, this is TLC, this is Extreme Rules, this is Hell in a Cell. I just watched two guys put each other through hell in these matches and use weapons and tables and chairs, oh my. And then the next match is like, no, none, none of that is allowed. We're going to pretend we're just on a regular match right now. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. So stop doing that uh, would be my advice. At least have it all be like no DQ or false count anywhere or something like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. Um, just to wrap up on that match, um, do I think Ronda is going to lose by any means not at all um of course she's going to hold the belt for a while and i think they're still building to that um becky versus ronda uh possibly at wrestlemania like we said if it's if if it's not the rock uh occupying the main event i do think they'll go with uh becky versus ronda or charlotte versus ronda or some version of that uh as maybe the main a, event. maybe a triple threat or a four-way i don't know right right i don't know but um anyways moving on from that match um, on the card is for the WWE Championship. It's Daniel Bryan, or uh, as I call him, Grunge Daniel Bryan, because he kind of looks like Kurt Cobain right now, uh, circa 1994. But uh, versus AJ Styles in a match for the WWE Championship. This, of course, uh, AJ Styles invoking his rematch clause, and it feels like just that to me, like just your obligatory rematch. Um, AJ Styles was the champion for over a year, and do I think he gets the belt back? No way, not a chance, right? Like they just put it on Daniel Bryan and they're doing a new thing with him, so I I don't know, hopefully it's an entertaining match, but I think there's zero drama in who walks away with the belt, right? I mean, it's going to be entertaining regardless. I mean, I I told you how I felt about Daniel Bryan being the champion off the show, I'm happy for him. I just don't like the way that he won it. Yeah. You know, it's not that, you know, I didn't like the fact that he, you know, basically hit him in the nuts. Right. My whole thing is Shinsuke's been attacking, attacking his nuts over five months, and he didn't win the title. Daniel Bryan kicks him in the nuts one time, and he wins. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, I mean, who kick is more lethal? Is it Daniel Bryan or is it Shinsuke's? I mean, I'm sorry. Well, Shinsuke has a hard kick, but Shinsuke did the fist. Right. To the nuts. Well. And Daniel Bryan. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Bryan with the kick to the nuts there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I agree. And now you have Shinsuke as the uh, United States champion who no one cares about. You know That and championship still exists? Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that 
Matter of fact, he's not even on the damn card. It's not even on the card, by the way. This is a co-branded card, you know, Raw and SmackDown, and the United States Championship is it's not, not even on the card. Not being contested. Well, I'm I'm gonna get to the United States Championship after I tell you how I feel about this match. Mm. So I'm I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say that Daniel Bryan does retain, and um, from there the feud to be extended out. I would love to see Samoa Joe somewhere in the picture get his title shot. <laughs> And um, actually win. Right. Now that AJ Styles isn't the champion. so. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the match ends in disqualification. Yeah, probably, you know, a uh, dusty finish, if you will, mm-hmm. um, where it's not uh, clear and whatnot. But in any event, Daniel Bryan's walking away with the title because they have more plans for that, obviously. So let us also move on from that match. Go uh, to the next match, and I'll, I'll get to the, uh, the sorry the United States title. Oh, no, go ahead right now. Oh, you sure? Just okay. Get to it, yeah. First things first. <laughs> that is the ugliest title on the main roster. I just want to say that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that the United States is ugly. I thought you were going to say rest in peace, Uncle Phil. but No. <laughs> I'm going to say that that title is ugly. It's the ugliest title that they have. And I think a lot of p- people don't care about the title because it just looks like a toy. It seems insignificant. Like, it doesn't have any weight No, it doesn't. It. It, it looks... I mean, I looked at the weight on WWShop.com. It's one of the lightest titles that they have as a replica. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm not kidding. It's probably no more than three, four pounds. You could probably wear that as just a regular functional belt if it would hold up your pants, you know? So, no, nah, you know. honestly, it looks like the size of a fanny pack. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. Um... But I agree. It's unfortunate. It's just like, you know, obviously it's supposed to be like the secondary title for whichever show doesn't have the intercontinental title, which of course is Raw right now. Um, that does have it, rather. Right. Um, but it just, even, it doesn't seem as, as important. I mean, on Raw, they've been uh, promoting Seth Rollins as the champion, as this fighting champion, and it's the showcase of the show most of the time, especially uh, when Brock Lesnar is not there, which is most of the time. Um, so, you know, that is the showcase uh, belt on, on uh, Raw and whatnot, but it is definitely not the case on uh, SmackDown as the inverse of that. And my whole thing is, honestly... Get that belt, remake it. Matter of fact, make it as close as, as to the original WCW champion, uh, United States Championship. How about this? Speaking of WCW, um, let's do away with the United States Championship and bring back the television championship. I think when I was growing up, to me, when I saw WCW on TV, <coughs> the TV title held just as much weight as the United States Championship did, so I would like to see them just bring that back and bring it to SmackDown instead. It could be defended on every single SmackDown. It would be cool. Or, 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 how about we get rid of the Universal title and just mm. replace it with the television title? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm in. No, yeah. no. No, but, but either way, seriously, uh, Change the look of it. It doesn't hold any value right now. It's, it hasn't been as valued at all. I mean, it, it really got crapped on, honestly, when D- Dean Ambrose won it, uh, when, the, when the show first debuted, and he rarely defended that championship. It took almost like a year, year off hiatus. Uh, then, you know, your champions that, that have held it. I mean, of course, John Cena was a great champion to have it, as well right. as Kevin Owens. But you really never gave it that much of attention as a major title. It's like, here's the United States Championship. We have another title. That's it. So, you know, if you're going to take it serious, revamp the whole look of it. 
I got an idea, and I think Vince will be really into it. Um, how about we just do, instead of uh, the way it is now, just make it one big uh, middle plate, big, giant, flowing American flag, and then on the side plates, instead of something about the guy or whatever, it'd just be a couple of great, big biceps, and they're really vascular, damn it. <laughs> USA. Oh, yeah. what a maneuver. That would really do it for me, so <laughs> I think we should. Um, let's move on. Next match. Yeah, next match is one that I'm actually really interested in. Um, it, I was saying uh, we were talking about this beforehand that I wasn't super hyped about this card, and it hadn't been built up real well, but one thing I am excited about is the man, Becky Lynch, champ versus Charlotte, and Asuka in a triple threat tables, ladders, and chairs match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And uh, like I was saying to JT before the show, if they bring the kind of intensity and the kind of uh, aptitude that they did to uh, Becky and Charlotte, that is, did to their match at Evolution and adding Asuka into it, this should be fantastic. Um it showed Asuka standing tall at the end of SmackDown. That's a classic, uh, in my mind, a classic old trick where, you know, you make the person that is definitely not going to win the match, uh, make th- make them look the strongest, rather, on the go-home show. And I think that's pretty much what they did because I don't think that uh, Becky is going to lose the belt right now. Um, shout out Dre. I know as much as you would love to see Asuka with the belt, it's not going to happen. It's still a pipe dream, brother, um, at this point because I think they're just going to build up to WrestleMania with Becky as the champ, regardless of who she's going against. But this match should be pretty freaking awesome. Wouldn't you agree, big man? I mean, I definitely agree. I definitely love the end of the SmackDown, having Asuka stand on the announce table, kind of sort of like a Sandman slash Just Incredible uh, <laughs> with, with that uh, Singapore cane. Uh, yeah. And um, it definitely looked good. Uh, women's wrestling, as I've been saying like this whole entire year, uh, is the forefront right now uh, to me far as uh, the build as uh, far as wrestling goes and it would not surprise me if this main event's a card I would love for this to main event the card honestly uh, I, I don't see any other match to main event it. maybe uh, of course the WWE Championship that hasn't been main evented in any pay-per-view in 2018 uh, but either one of those can main event the card for me um, who's my pick I don't see them taking it off Becky, but I would love to see Oscar get a run. Yeah. So that's my that, that's that's my opinion. I mean, I love the man. I love love Becky Lynch, and please don't send mean tweets at me because I have feelings. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to say that I'm going to go with Oscar, only because she's the Empress of tomorrow, and tomorrow is today. Yeah, I mean. Uh- it's not out of the question. I think that uh, you could see Becky get it back before WrestleMania, something like that, or maybe Charlotte, you know, depending on what they want to do with all the rumors of uh, the match with Ronda and so forth. So I don't know. It's it's hard to look that far ahead. We're not even at the Royal Rumble yet, you know, and uh, and you have to think about stuff like that. But anyways, hopefully it's an awesome match and uh, the ladies just go um, non-existent balls to the wall and uh, we should have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, unless you have anything more to add to that match, we can uh, move on to the next. That's one. Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre. And this match just makes me sad because Drew McIntyre is going to smash Finn Balor into little itty-bitty Irish bits. And um, 
I, I don't see it going anywhere for Finn, unfortunately, even though he's one of my favorite guys. Um, I, I'm sure, you know, they'll have a good match. But I think Finn has like a 0% chance of winning. Um, even though I like Drew McIntyre, it just makes me sad to always see him taking L's. Um, so <laughs> I don't know how you feel about this match, big man. Uh, honestly, it looks like a squash match that I will probably see on Monday Night Raw. Uh, I'm not saying Finn's going to get completely squashed, but I'm saying that Finn deserves a better treatment than what he's having. Yeah. Uh, I don't need him jobbing out to Drew McIntyre because he's your next big guy. Uh, will that be the case? Yes, I do believe Drew McIntyre wins this clean. I don't think we see the demon come back. I don't think we see the demon until Finn Balor possibly moves to SmackDown or goes back to NXT, one of the two. Yeah, please move him to SmackDown uh, or or do something else because he definitely needs a fresh start as he just continues losing. He's kind of, I hate to say it, but kind of like jobber to the stars at this point. You know, like he'll be in a match, he'll make the guy look good, have a nice match with them, but he's not going to win like 90% of the time. Um, I don't know. So, let's just move on to the next match. It uh, is a ladder match, or as I call it, the slap nut special, as a guitar will be suspended above the ring, and the first to retrieve it can use it as a weapon, uh, pitting Elias versus Bobby Lashley. I'm having deja vu. I could have sworn I'd seen this in WCW. Yeah, I think you did. I mean, uh, David Arquette might have been involved, or maybe Vince Russo. I'm not sure, but... Um, I've seen the guitar on a pole match or something like yeah, that. Somewhere towards the end, like 2000, 2001, yeah, WCW. I, I've seen it. <laughs> it's like, I synced that shit. I synced it. Yeah. And uh, honestly, is this a match that I'm going to care about? No. Uh, only because... It's not because I don't like either one of the wrestlers... It's the fact that the way they developed the characters. If they would have developed Bobby Lashley as a badass heel from the beginning, mm. we wouldn't have the type of feeling that we have towards him right now. Right, right. That's, that's just being honest because he was a hell of a heel inside Impact Wrestling before he left. And honestly, my opinion would have been to put him at SummerSlam versus Brock Lesnar instead of putting Roman Reigns in. I know it's very controversial to say now during the uh, certain uh, circumstances that are happening with Roman Reigns, but I, I believe that would have been a nice plug-in match there to have Bobby Lashley there, possibly lose, possibly win, and then have him, um, then have him feud with Roman Reigns for the title. That, that to me would have been a great, you know, match. Uh, but far as... As far as this match goes, uh, I believe uh, what's going to end up happening is Elias is going to lose the match mm. to Bobby Lashley due to interference by <laughs> my man, Leo Rush, <laughs> the man of the hour. So, uh, you know, that's that's my prediction of that. That's what's hey, going to happen. Leo Rush looks like he buys his clothes at Baby Gap. <laughs> <laughs> His legs, yeah. his legs yeah. probably swing when he uh, takes his shit. I don't know. <laughs> that, that was a tribute to the late great Charlie Murphy, by the way. But uh, um, his legs look like linguini. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure Leo Rush will get involved in this match. Um, I don't know. To me, like I would just like to see Elias uh, crushing a, a a guitar over Bobby Lashley's head. But we'll see. I, I don't know. It, uh, it it just makes me think of Jeff Jarrett smashing that guy from uh, the Howard Stern show every time I think of a, oh, a guitar. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, yeah, exactly. Hey, slap nuts. What'd you call me? You heard me slap nuts. 
It's just that, something about that. It's that's like, cruelty. Just, just the term slap nuts and like hearing Jeff Jarrett say it in that southern twang and like just thinking of that time in WCW and like that's that they thought that was a big thing. Like uh, Jeff Jarrett's going to break a thousand guitars and it'll get us over. It's like, no, no, it's not going to work. But um, anyways, yeah, that is the uh, guitar suspended above the ladder match. Um Ooh wee. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to the next match. It's for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. It's a triple threat match. You got The Bar versus The New Day versus The Usos. So, yeah, it should be chaos. Um, you know, it'd be really fun if this was like a tornado match or something like that and just all hell could break loose and have all six of them in there at the same time. But that. That's not the case, I don't believe, right? You can only do that in WWE 2K19. I don't think they do that anymore right. on pay-per-views. Uh, <laughs> that was my favorite, tornado tags. Yeah, yeah that was back in the Attitude days. Um, well, you got Ice Ice Shamey versus The New oh, Day yeah. versus who? So I'm sorry. Did you see that Ice Ice Shamey? Yeah, I mean, Seamus <laughs> is my boy. Like uh, We're both Irish, and I'm equally as white as him, and, and it made me cringe to see him doing the... <laughs> See, mine is different. Mine has the inside of it. It's that little bitty thing. It's different. No, but I think this is going to be a very entertaining match. I think the bar... I don't think they retain. I think I think either the Usos or the New Day wins the match. I'm going to go with the Usos. But here's my thing. Let's open up the pool of challengers. There's no reason in hell why why um, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, the Good Brothers, shouldn't be back inside the tag team picture. There's no reason for that. There's no reason why unless unless they're waiting for their contracts expire to go to AEW. That could be the case, but <laughs> you know, I I would love to see them back inside the title picture. I would love to see other tag teams inside that title picture. Uh, it's kind of sad because you barely see any of the tag teams on SmackDown. They yeah. they only focus on these major three. But there's more tag teams out there that have yet to even scratch the surface. Right, and it's like they're great. We know that, but like you can't just keep throwing the same teams out there week after week after week. You know, so. And this and that's one of the, one of the things that I loved about the Attitude Era with the tag team division. You know, you got the chance to see a lot of guys. Uh, you had the Headbangers. Uh, you had LOD. You had um, the smoke. Kai and Tai. Choppy Choppy. Yeah, you, you had Kai and Tai. Uh, who else did we have in the Attitude Era? We had uh, we had the Nation of Domination. Uh, you had so many different tag teams that were available. You had the APA. I mean, but, you know, right now, it, this is just so stagnant on this one brand. So hopefully we can see more. Yeah, and I mean, it's interesting because it's like, the whole concept of the bar was taking two guys who were credible singles competitors and putting them together. And now they've been together for years, and it's great, but you kind of have to think about at what point are you going to uh, you know, pull them back apart and let them have their own singles careers because I know a lot of people are, are really hoping that Cesaro does get that run eventually as the uh, WWE champion at the top of the card. You know, It's just one of those things where they're like, Vince sees him that way or not, and I get it, you know, he's this bald guy from Sweden, he's soft-spoken, and, you know, he doesn't really, like, do anything super, 
I don't know. He does have charisma, but I, I, I get it. I don't know. Just the whole thing is that he's so talented, and uh, people would like to see that as a representative of the champion. So hopefully one day. Anyways, and, and the new day, you know, it's like people have been calling for them to break up for, for months, and it kind of went away, and they're just still the new day, and I don't know. They're in a holding pattern. Uh, the only one I can, can think of is the Usos is that – they're the Usos, they're twins, you can't really break them up, you know. <laughs> um, anyways, I don't know what's going to happen in that match, but um, I don't know. It's Like you said, it doesn't really matter. It just kind of all feels the same. No matter who wins, they're just going to keep fighting each other. So, <laughs> we'll see. Um, the next match on the card is a tables match, and I feel like this one's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle. It's Natalia versus Ruby Riot. What do you got on this one, JT? Well, first off... By starting, I'm going to say that this match is necessary but unnecessary. Mm. Uh, it's unnecessary because how they've been playing the whole angle. I mean, her father just passed away. Right. And for you to placate on that on live television, I'm not saying that it's distasteful because obviously Natalia had to be okay with it in order for this to happen. But it's digging a little bit too much for my comfort. Uh do I think it's going to be a great match? Absolutely, because Ruby Riot can work. She's a hell of a worker. She's always been a worker. Uh, even back in her earlier days, just starting out in the business. But uh, you have Natalia, who's a veteran inside this game, who can also put on a great tables match. I was just watching a tables match of her from an old TLC. You yeah. know. So uh, with that being said, I would love to see how this plays out. Uh, who's my winner in this? I'm going with Ruby Riot because you want a strong heel. Uh, that's all I have on it. Yeah, I would think Ruby Riot too, just because it doesn't really do anything for Natalia. You know, that Ruby getting a, a win over a former champion and a veteran and whatnot pushes her up the ladder. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that's what they'll do. Um, the next match on the card we have is obviously these are out of order too because I'm sure that this is not going to be the second to last match on the card, but it's Buddy Murphy, the champ of the cruiserweight division versus Cedric Alexander uh, getting a rematch for the belt that he held for quite a long time. Um, all I can say is that uh, I haven't been watching 205 Live. I know, JT, you're, you're going to be mad at me about that. I haven't been watching it uh, nearly as regularly as I would like to, but... Um, Buddy Murphy, I'm all in on him. He's my guy. He's fantastic. Cedric Alexander is great. Um, Mustafa Ali, shout out to him. He had a a nice match against Daniel Bryan this week. I'm glad that he got to be displayed on the main roster because he definitely has talent deserving of it. Um, I feel like Buddy Murphy has just gotten the belt fairly recently, and they like him a lot, see a lot of potential in him, so I don't think he's going to drop the belt, but I feel like people can definitely look forward to a very entertaining match. Uh, It's going to be entertaining just because these guys are some of the best cruiserweights in the world. Uh, Buddy Murphy, uh, I'm not sure he's really a legit cruiserweight, (laughs) but I'm just saying, you know, maybe scale could be broken. It's a little bit thick. Look, you only got to wait 205 for one second, okay? Yeah, pretty sure he holds his stomach in. Uh, I'm just joking. But um, it's going to be a great match. Buddy Murphy never seems to amaze me every time he steps into that ring. Never ceases, rather? 
Yeah, that's what I meant to say. He said he never seems to. So no, no, I know. He never amazes you. Well, no, you know what I meant to say. <laughs> Don't trip me up. Just making sure. Don't cut me off. <laughs> Jim Crockett. Don't wrap me up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, no, this is going to be a great match. Um, Buddy Murphy, um, like I said on the past episode, it's finally his time to shine. Mm. And um, I'm happy that he's starting to shine. Uh, do I see Cedric Alexander winning the title back right now? No. Um, I think that we push it with Buddy Murphy just a little bit longer. But I would love to see more contenders for that title. And that's all I'm going to say about that. You know what? I, I Like I said, I don't think Cedric Alexander gets it back. But you know what I think he needs? He needs a foxy back in his life, you know. Get that little bit of little bit of craziness, that little element of danger. Get him back, you know, on the edge, and uh, he could maybe get that title back, brother. Her name's no longer Alicia Fox. It's Mahalisha. <laughs> <laughs> he needs, you know what? He need to call up Mahalisha. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, anyways, should be a really fun match. Um, anytime you get the two of them together, you're gonna have uh, fireworks. So looking forward to that one as well. Um, the last match we have listed on the card here is the anticlimactic chairs match. Just chairs. No tables, ladders, just chairs. Um, with Randy Orton versus Rey Mysterio. And um, it seems to me, as at least what I've been seeing on TV, is that Randy Orton is just beating the crap out of Rey Mysterio and being very rude to him. He uh, took off his mask. Yeah, yeah, he took his mask and he gives him that... DDT off the ropes all the time, and that seems like it's hurtful. So, yeah, I don't really, I don't know. I mean, here's my thing: is that Rey Mysterio's back? Hooray! We're all excited, right? Good to see him. Uh, he's a legend. Good to have him back. Um, he's fighting Randy Orton. I don't need to go back to 2009. I've seen him fight Randy Orton a million times. I don't really know what this does. Um, I guess the winner would go on to, you know, championship pursuits, but which one? The meaningless United States Championship or the, uh, you know, the, the uh, actual WWE Championship? I guess that's my question to you is, like, what do you think the point of this match is? How do you see it going? Um, <sighs> I think what this is doing right now, you are reintroducing Rey Mysterio to... The crowd. It's not like you don't know who he is. Yeah. For us people that's been marked uh, since 1980s, you know, we know who Rey Mysterio is. He came in within. He came in the 90s. Uh, he had a great career all over the years, uh, touring every promotion. Mm-hmm. But um, I think this match itself, basically, um, it's just displaying two greats at this at this moment. Uh, have we seen them have a chairs match before? Not sure. So maybe it's the first time they had a chairs match. But, uh, you know, how does the match turn out? Uh, does Randy Orton continue to beat on him? Possibly. Uh, does Randy Orton win the match? I'm going with Randy Orton winning the match. Uh, because he's just in that ruthless ruthless aggression mode. Like, he is like the ruthless viper. The, the ruthless, he's just completely ruthless. And... Um, I'm going to go with Randy winning this match. Um, what does it do for them? It doesn't do anything big. It doesn't, uh, you know, extend their their legacy, so to speak. Mm. But if they can top any match that they had in the past at this TLC, then maybe I retract my statement 
on the next show. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I just don't. I don't get that excited about seeing a match I've seen a bunch of times a long time ago. But uh, who knows what they're going to do with Rey Mysterio? Um, as I'm actually watching a bunch of highlights of his on TV right now. Um, the only thing to me is like, man, man, he's he's small. Uh, <laughs> Randy Orton is a grown-ass man. He's uh, 6'5", 245 pounds. And Rey Mysterio, as I've said in the past, is, I believe, legally a midget. So, um, I don't know. Just the, the thing to me is that and he's like in his 40s now as well. Um, he doesn't really do it for me at this point in the WWE. But if there's an interesting storyline available that they can, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to be positive about Rey Mysterio, but he just, I don't get excited about him at this point, but if they can bring a new wrinkle, something I haven't anticipated or seen from Rey Mysterio before, then then bring it on. But if it's going to be the same stuff as I've seen a bunch of times before, then I'm not interested, you know? Well, he definitely has a roster that he, he can create new moments with. I mean, they're seeing Almas, you have Rusev, you have Nakamura, you have... Um, you know, you have so many of those young guys that are out there uh, on the roster that you can call up. I mean, you can even bring more guys from 205 Live, or maybe, just maybe, Rey Mysterio goes to 205 Live. Who knows? It's, it's a crazy world right now in wrestling, so we don't know. I mean, it's like, how many of those guys can he hit the uh, 619 on, you know? Uh, it's just like, to me, it seems like if you've seen one Rey Mysterio match of the last 20 years, you've probably seen them all. He kind of does the same thing all the time, you know? It's anticlimactic, but I don't know. I, I'm not trying to uh, hate on it. I hope it's a good match, and with that, it wraps it up, and I hope it's a good card. Um, we'll be, will I be super excited to turn in on Sunday? Not really, but I'll check it out, and if I hear uh, good things about certain matches, I'll make sure to check them out in, in specific. <laughs> Well, all, all I have to say to that, brother, is uh, I'm I'm going to watch the card. I'm not going to be, like, vested into it, but I'll watch the whole entire card. Mm. I'll watch all five and a half, six hours long <laughs> of this pay-per-view. And, you know, people complain every week about the product. Uh, one thing we can say, I mean, you're tuning in to the specials. Right. You're tuning in just hoping that maybe this is going to be better than what we've seen on television. <laughs> so hopefully this is going to be better of what we've seen on Monday Night Raw, excluding the go-home show, which was brilliant. But maybe but maybe we actually get something here. So who knows? Uh, we'll find out, and we will give you all a, a uh, review show next week about how we felt about the card, as well uh, as everything else that goes along with it. Uh, but moving on to another tidbit of news, we did announce last week on episode number 45 that we are starting our brand new uh, television show, if you will. Um, pieces are moving together very fast. I am currently getting ready to finalize some decisions uh, with certain uh, aspects of the show, uh, one being a band. So... Uh, there goes another Easter egg. I'll give you that. Uh, far as what's going to be involved in the show, and uh, it's a lot more that's coming up. Ryan, you want to elaborate on anything on the show? You want to kind of keep it hidden? Uh, yeah. I mean, just like you said, uh, we are looking into, um, not looking into. We're going to uh, have a a TV show, a, a YouTube channel that's going to be full of all kinds of stuff, and uh, we're excited about it. We're going to be 
working with uh, various talents um, that you may recognize, especially if you're from the uh, Cleveland area and you uh, like to frequent uh, local independent shows. That's all I'm going to say is that uh, you'll probably see some familiar faces on there. And um, we're super excited about it. Like it's going to be it's going to be goofy. It's going to be outside the box. It's going to be fun. Like it's not just going to be straightforward wrestling talk all the time like there'll be an aspect of that for sure we're going to do reviews on the show and uh round tables and so forth but we're taking influences from all kinds of places and uh, we want to we want to hit you with something a little different brother oh yeah <laughs> so uh with that being said i will be reaching out to some of you all on twitter if you want to know more about it Shoot me a DM inside the uh, Twitter or the Instagram, which you can find at Marks with Mites at Twitter and Instagram. It's just how it's spelled M A R K S M I C. Damn, did I already mess up the name? M O U S E. Uh, I feel like you're doing the Mickey Mouse Club or whatever. Or I did. I messed yeah. it up. Damn you, Yingling. But no, the handle is M A R K S W I T H. M I C S. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. I did it. <laughs> no. no, I'm just joking here. Uh, but, you know, there's more to come with the show. Like I said, look forward for the show to debut at the top of the year. But there's a lot of big things getting ready to happen. I just want you all to stay tuned. Continue to ride on the journey. And also, we do have two. That's right. Not one, but two. Two time. Two time. As DDP would say. Yeah, well, Booker T. Well, no, DDP, two-time WCW champion. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. right on. <laughs> so, two-time, two-time. Uh, we have two T-shirts that are coming out. That's right. So, we will give you all the updates on that. Be sure to go to whatamaneuver.net. <laughs> Type in Marks with Mics inside the search engine, and you will be able to find our merchandise. But we have two uh, new uh, T-shirts coming out. Uh, at the end of this month, so I want you all to be ready for that. And we will also have one of the new T-shirts at the next event, which is happening with UXWA. And I will give you the announcement of the name of that show on the next episode of Marks with Mics. But until then, I'm Mr. Six with Nine. That's Ryan Mack. This was another episode of Marks with Mics. Tune in to the next episode, and we will see you later. Boom.